Out of Bounds on The Roar. Who do you play for? Play for the United States of America. It's been 35 long years. Clemson, I've been waiting 35 years. It's finally coming home, baby. It's coming home. You are looking live at Clemson Memorial Stadium in Clemson, South Carolina, where the game of the weekend is about to unfold. Calma, regresa al backfield. De John Watson, pase, touchdown, touchdown, Clemson, Renzo, por un segundo. Nice work, everyone. Sharp broadcast. Really good. Everyone on the floor as well. Really a lot of hustle. I liked it. How great is this? This, this could be the final play of the college season, perhaps, if Clemson gets a touchdown to win it. If Bama can hold him out, perhaps a field goal attempt for overtime. Watson, touchdown! Hunter Renfro. Little man makes another enormous play. And Clemson runs out of the field and celebrates. They come to California and strike gold. And now, William Qualkenbush and Ben Milstead with Out of Bounds on the Roar. Welcome in. Glad to have you with us. We are live on the Roar on a Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. Thanks so much for joining us here on Out of Bounds. William Quackenbush, Ben Milstead live inside the Upcountry Fiber studios. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. A very pleasant good afternoon uh, to the folks listening uh, here in the upstate on 105.5 FM, 97.5 FM, and all around the uh, cross-fruited plane around the world at theroarfm.com or on the Roar mobile app. Ben Milstead, how are you, sir? You know, just really good. Really good. The, the, the day has flown by so far. How are you? Are you comfortable in there? Do the, the air set correctly? <laughs> lights at the correct brightness are you good you know what we we are good in here and i say we because i i feel like i just feel like i need to be inclusive here because i feel like everybody is having a struggle that i'm having right now my wife yesterday and we we just moved into a new home mm-hmm. about a month ago she just turned on the air conditioning for the first time yesterday and I, I know we've talked about this before. When you go from AC to heat and back, Ben, we have a two-story house now, and I I haven't lived in a true two-story house mm-hmm. in a long time. So, like, trying to figure out how the air and heat work is different. I was, I was initially skeptical that we would, as a logical premise, put the AC on in on February 21st. And yet, Ben, I'm looking at the 10-day forecast. I I don't know how everybody in the upstate is not putting the AC on right now. Many questions on this. Do you first the house, does it have like a two-story great room? Like an open ceiling to the upstairs or no? Well, just I mean, no. Okay. Well that's that's good because that will help you a great deal keeping the downstairs warm. Correct. Um my house has the two-story den, and you can basically make the 
paint on the walls upstairs boil <laughs> off. <laughs> And it's 67 downstairs. <laughs> uh, so that's good. The the two yeah the two air conditioner systems are uh, take some getting used to. I'd imagine that's what you have there, the upstairs and the downstairs. Yep, that's right. And you know what's crazy? I, like again, people people are gonna be able to clog. This is silly. Like we set it at the same temperature. It's three degrees hotter upstairs. Immediately, oh, three degrees hotter. Yeah, well, heat rises, and that's that's what happens. Okay, so this, my main point here is trying to understand the folks, and I already saw it on Twitter yesterday, the folks who refuse to turn the heat on until, like, November 1st or turn the air on until April 1st, whatever magical date you have like there's a calendar cutoff yeah there. and like i'm gonna go on social media and brag that i didn't turn my air on well you know what that's foolish <laughs> god invented air conditioner for a reason we have this in america where you can you can condition the air to the temperature you want why wouldn't you use it i turned my air on last night uh, thank you, Lord, that it came on. Um, That's what she said. She yeah, was yeah. like, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. We're doing it. I know. I, I turned my air on last night just to, you know, knock the, kind of put a chill in the air before you went to bed. Nothing crazy, like 71 degrees. Nothing crazy. But when you're used to, you know, 69 to 71 and it is 10 o'clock at night and you look at the thermostat and it's at 74 why wouldn't I fix that? We have right. the capabilities. That's right. Like, so, why wouldn't we enjoy the luxuries of life? So I'm not playing those macho games. I, no. I, man, I didn't turn it on till April, but I mean, I was scalding hot, couldn't sleep. You know what? I, I appreciate that some people liked it in 1950. In 1950... You didn't have air conditioning. You also paid six cents for a gallon of gas. If I'm gonna pay two eighty for a gallon of gas, or I'm gonna pay for the 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 simple things in life, then I'm gonna use them. Doggone! I'm not gonna pretend that right. I still pay eight cents for a gallon of gas. Not doing it. Speaking of temperature, you were in great temperatures last night over at Doug Kingsmore Stadium. It was pleasant till the very end, I would imagine. Right, Quack? Oh man, it was unbelievable. I I was doing some outdoor activities and didn't realize it was as windy as it was. But the temperature, oh, man. Oh, man. It was... Sign me up. In fact, Ron, I was doing a game with Ron Smith last night, and he kept remarking. Like, it just looked gorgeous. And every time he come back from the half inning, it looks gorgeous. And, like, every couple innings, he would be like, and it's still 68. It's still 67. You know, it, this time of year, even if you get that warm spell, you just assume that it's going to drop to 40. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm loving it. I also recognize the fact, and this is indeed a fact, that sometime in March we're going to have uh, three consecutive days where the high is 44. Yep. <laughs> Probably <laughs> with know? rain. Yeah, we're right, at, right after things start blooming, we'll have a hard frost. It's what happens in the south. I'm going to take it while I can. Uh, the weather has attributed to my renewed enthusiasm for baseball and softball and just outdoor sports in general that are going on right now. I think it very much helps to motivate me to get more involved in those things.
Let me start with uh, softball if I can, because, oh my word, Ben, I'm not sure if people truly appreciate, because, you know, you know what I've, I've learned the last few years? It is really, really hard to appreciate great things. I don't want to say greatness because people will be like, here's Quag winning national championships for teams in game five again. I, I'm not doing that. But what I will say is there there are great things that happen along the way, even if the result's not there. So you can enjoy them without having to say this team did a great thing, but we can't say it's great because then people might think with, that we're saying that they're going to win a national championship. And if they don't, then we look dumb. I'm not playing that game. What I am telling you is Clemson dismantled a legitimate top 10, 12, 15 team in the country in like 2.8 seconds yesterday. Like, I'm talking the immediacy with which Clemson completely destroyed Georgia and then just sat there for five innings was unbelievable last night. Georgia on one of the polls was ranked 11th. And if I'm not mistaken, right, I think that's correct. Yeah. Northwestern was ranked 11th in one of the polls. If you're ranked 11th, don't play the Tigers right now. That's all I'm saying. Because, I mean, like, you've beaten the 11th ranked team. Three different times. I just can't, like, I I can't, I, I think if you're watching, you can easily get, you can easily get caught up in, well, this is what this team is supposed to do. Like, no, nobody is supposed to do that. Right. To anybody that's ranked in the top 15. Nobody is supposed to do what Clemson did to Northwestern this weekend to a team that's ranked in the top 15. You're just not, no matter where the game's played. Right. Uh, good time to remind you that they now head to Florida for the USF tournament. They'll play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we will have the fr- Saturday and Sunday games on the, on the radio, if you missed that announcement yesterday, 9 a.m. Saturday morning and Sunday morning. And then there will actually be a an online feed at ClemsonTigers.com for that Friday game at 1230. You can listen to that feed or you can listen to, you know, out of bounds and we'll give you scoring updates. It'll be happening in the other room here at the station. So we'll, uh, we'll be connected to that as well. So I, Tennessee is in this tournament this weekend. They are also ranked. I think they're fairly highly ranked as well. So, uh, they are ranked as high as ninth. Yeah. So that ought to be a really good game. That is, that will be going on at the same time as men's basketball on Saturday. So that one won't be on, but uh, the game before that will be. It's possible that we could have a situation where men's basketball and baseball and softball are all playing at the exact same moment, depending on what happens. Uh, I'm well aware. On Saturday. I'm well aware. <laughs> I think I woke up at 4:30 last night <laughs> think, this morning thinking about the possibilities. The other thing that I saw last night, obviously in person, was Clemson baseball. And, Ben, they did not play their best. They played a good team. I actually, I came away pretty impressed with Charlotte. They played an opening series that was kind of nonsensical, where they played four games and they walked 50 times. That's 50, like an average of 12 and a half walks a game. They stranded 44 base runners, and they run-ruled 
Ball State, who's a good MAC team. It's kind of like what Clemson did to Binghamton. It's an overmatched team that's probably going to win their league and be a four seed in the the tournament. It's a similar deal. And so they came in the game. You really don't know what to expect. Uh, you didn't know what to expect with Casey Town on the mound. Um, you know, Will Taylor played the outfield for a few innings, and you, you didn't know what you were going to get there. Clemson fell behind twice. They came back, took the lead, gave it up, took it again, and they showcased what I think is going to be the way that they play. We are now, it's going to sound weird for people, we are now 1-14th of the way through the season. They have played four games. There are 52 remaining. A lot of time to go up and down and ride the roller coaster. But again, last night was about establishing a way of playing. They're not walking a lot of guys. They're not uh, booting a ball in the field very much. Had the one uh, fly ball, and the ball kind of slips out of, um, I think it was Bertram's hand at second base and just flies into the dugout. But you, I mean, and, and it cost them a couple red. That, that drop fly ball by Will Taylor was big last night in left field. But they were aggressive. Ben, I can't. I'm not sure I can explain to people. I think it came across on the broadcast that we were doing. But, you know, the seventh inning stretch is when people kind of are out of their seats. And it's like it's always good to do something fun, do something nice right there at the at the inning break when you're going to the bottom of the seventh at home. Riley Bertram squared around to bunt and beat out a bunt single to the third baseman last night. And it really on the first pitch. And that really got the crowd going. And that led the way to a four-run inning that gave Clemson the lead that it never gave up. And it was it was a perfectly timed play to tap into the energy in the building. And then they ran the bases well. Engel and Grice with two big hits there. They kind of got the inning going and snowballed it. Productive outs, whatever. It was, it was perfect synergy with what was happening with the crowd and what was happening with the team. And that's what I think is one of the most fun parts of the first four games of Clemson season that I feel like the way that they're playing is fun for them. It's successful, but it's also enticing the crowd to be more involved and enticing the crowd to sort of ride the wave with them. I really appreciated what I saw in that regard last night. You know what will excite a crowd, even if it results in an out is hustle down the line is getting out of the, out of the batter's box aggressively and quickly i was listening to radio side last night brad owens was doing the color and talked about how that has been a point of emphasis and not only in the infield hits you're talking about but then caden grice i i believe it was that same was it that same inning or maybe later on that he hits stretches a single into a double that was it that was his big hit yes and yes that's correct um you don't get a double there. It's, again, I'm listening on radio, so I didn't see it. But it sounded like you don't get a double there if you aren't hauling tail out of the box. And and you could hear the crowd. Like, you could almost hear what it was they were cheering for. You, you scored runs there. That was a big deal. But, like, you appreciated the fact that you had players doing the little things. Like, running hard to first base. Yes, Oh, 100% yes. It was, it's it's that kind of stuff that I think has people really excited because that's the kind of stuff that even when the, the pitcher, the opposing pitcher has got you off balance and even when you're not, you know, throwing great and even when you're making mistakes, if you're hustling and playing hard, 
the crowd's more willing to be engaged. And if they're if you're if you're showing that, if you're showing some emotion, you're connecting with them. I just think those are strengths of this team right now. Six five four roars the number if you like to join us. Six five four seven six two seven on the phones or on the Adams Co Roofing text line. Hour one of the program continues. We got a lot more to discuss through the show today. Stay with us. Save up to 50% on a hot tub or swim spa at the Hot Tub and Swim Spa Blowout Expo this weekend at the Garrison Expo Center at Clemson University. Browse the largest display of hot tubs and swim spas in the region from five major brands at up to 50% off. See swim spas in action offering exercise, therapy, and fun all year long. Over 30 spas will be on display and immediate delivery is available. Show admission and parking are free. That's the Hot Tub and Swim Spa Blowout Expo this weekend at the Garrison Expo Center at Clemson University. Visit hottubshow.com. That's hottubshow.com. Skeptic about septic? Call the experts, the plumbing experts. Did you know your septic tank should be pumped every three to five years? With their maintenance plan, you don't need to worry. They take care of it. When it comes to septic tanks, prevention through routine maintenance is key. Their plumbers are fully trained, licensed, and qualified to provide the best experience the first time. So whether you need a pump or repair, don't be a skeptic on septic. Call the experts, the plumbing experts. Visit online at theplumbingexperts.com. They won't let you down. Standing water or that musty smell in your basement can be a sign of major problems. Canty Foundation Specialists are your local experts in basement waterproofing and crawl space repair. Call us today for a free estimate. Canty can fix it. Call the local experts for a free estimate. Call Canty Foundation Specialists at 864-403-5263 and ask about transferable warranties and available financing. That's 864-403-5263 or online at cantycanfixit.com. It's a new year, and I've got one piece of advice for you. If you're still belly aching about being fat, being tired, and not performing when it counts, you need to get up off that couch and book an appointment at Low Country Mail today. TRT plans start at $220 a month and include testosterone, labs, medication, and doctor visits. We offer weight loss plans, peptide plans, and IV therapy. Stop making excuses and take action. Lord knows the world doesn't need any more beta males. Make man men again. LowcountryMail.com. The Bojangler's back at Bojangles, and it's dusted with Bo's famous seasoning. Hook one while you can. Built to last and rock-solid resale value. Just two of the many reasons to own a Toyota. And the place to buy your Toyota? Ralph Hayes Toyota in Anderson. For over 70 years, Ralph Hayes Toyota has been delivering great value and service while setting themselves apart from the competition. And they're the oldest Toyota dealer in South Carolina. For new, used, or certified pre-owned Toyotas, find them at Ralph Hayes Toyota, Clemson Boulevard, Anderson. Hey, Tiger fans, Don Munson here to tell you about Buff City Soap. You'll find delightfully scented plant-based soaps that are handmade daily. They're on a mission to create handmade products that are free of harsh ingredients and full of nourishing plant-based goodies to make your skin happy. They have beard oil, pet soap, bath bombs, laundry soap, body butter, and more. The Munson household is sold. Nourish your skin at Buff City Soap with two locations to serve you in the upstate. Hartwell Village Shopping Center in Clemson and the shops at Green Ridge in Greenville. Are you searching for a newer vehicle or maybe just want to drive something different? Auto Works has what you're looking for and two locations to serve. With just 500 down, you could be driving home in your newer vehicle. We have many financing options, including in-house financing. Visit us in Greer at 816 West Whittington Boulevard or in Spartanburg at 385 East Blackstock Road. Call or text 864-655-7555 or view all of our inventory at autoworkssc.com. That's autoworkssc.com. Do you struggle with occasional nerve aches in your hands or feet? 
Try Nervive Nerve Relief from the world's number one nerve care company. Nervive tablets contain alpha-lipoic acid to relieve nerve aches, weakness, and discomfort, plus B-complex vitamins to support healthy nerve function as you age. Live life with less nerve discomfort with Nervive Nerve Relief. Learn more at NerviveHealth.com. And try Nervive Pain Relieving Cream to block nerve pain signals at the source. Use as directed. This weekend, the Clemson Tigers are back at home in Doug Kingsmore Stadium as they play host to the Central Florida Knights. An intriguing non-conference matchup for the Tigers, and Clemson looks to defend home turf with some wins. Broadcasts begin Friday at 3.30, Saturday at 1.30, and Sunday at 12.30. Catch it all right here on the Clemson Athletic Network. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Live and local sports talk coming to you from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. We're your sports psychologists. Taking your calls on the Vibe Broadband phone lines all day. You're listening to 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Where every day is game day. We press on here on Out of Bounds. William Quagamus, Ben Milstead, live inside the Upcountry Fiber Studios. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Want to remind you once again that country music artist Darius Rucker going to be heating things up on July 28th at the Southern Fried Circuit Charity Concert presented by Upcountry Fiber at the Anderson Civic Center. You can enjoy a great concert with a great artist and give back to local upstate charities all at the same time. That's July 28th. Now, you might be saying, well, Quark, it's February, and I know you just turned the AC on, but it's not summer yet. Uh, these tickets are going to go quickly so make sure you act fast go to www.southernfriedcircuit.com that's southernfriedcircuit.com to go ahead and get those tickets today if you wait till it's time to turn the ac on for some of y'all it's gonna be too late so go ahead and get those tickets for the southern fried circuit charity concert with darius rucker on july 28th at the anderson civic center presented by upcountry fiber uh, we were talking about Clemson baseball there in the last segment. Uh, another team that played well last night, South Carolina, 19-3 over Winthrop. I realize their opening series wasn't against a very difficult opponent at all. They played Queens College tonight at 4 o'clock. But they're hitting a the cover off the ball, Quag. I, yes. I mean, I don't care if it's batting practice. Uh, there are currently... One, two, three. There are currently five South Carolina players with three home runs. Four games, and you have five guys with three home runs. I don't think I've ever seen that. That That's crazy. What Clemson's doing on the bases, they're doing with the long ball. Yes, right exactly. Now, truly. Exactly. So, yeah, I did want to mention that. Uh, as we're going down the list of things going on, uh, Clemson's uh, women's lacrosse team plays at 4 o'clock today on campus uh, a home game today too so tune into that i've never followed lacrosse at all i'm i'm making myself pay attention because i want to lose, learn the game clemson is the 10th team in the acc 
now. Uh, there were there. Not everybody has women's lacrosse, so they're the tenth. There are seven teams in the conference that are ranked in the top twenty-five. So seven oh, of your nine, man. seven of your nine conference opponents are ranked in the top twenty-five right now. I, I I say that just to say this early start is phenomenal. I mean, and they are just destroying people. I think they're going to be a pretty good team regardless, but there's a literal meat grinder ahead when they get into conference stuff. Oh yeah. Well, if you look at some of the numbers and again, I don't, I don't actually think that you need to like fully understand the game to appreciate some of these numbers. Hannah Hillkoff is third in the country in goals per game in women's lacrosse. And Clemson is first in the nation in scoring per game tied with Penn Better than uh, noted ranked ACC teams, Duke, Notre Dame, Syracuse on the list. And second behind only Penn in scoring defense, averaging 1.67 goals allowed per game. I don't care what type of schedule that you're playing. That is pretty impressive. So you're right. It is going to get tougher for them, but they are already playing, I would say, significantly better than I, most people out there, really expected them to play I think the let, let's not put softball expectations on them, but I mean, honestly, year one of softball was cut short. We don't know what they would have done that mm-hmm. that first season. I remember being pleasantly surprised, kind of like this, at the way that softball was able to beat some of the name by name inferior opponents, but opponents that had had programs. So just keep an eye on them. When they when you outscore your opponents in three games. Uh, 43 to five. It feels like that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, I don't know what I'm looking at yet. It feels like that's pretty good. Four o'clock today. They're hosting Gardner Webb. So there you go. Uh, ben, I want to congratulate you on a oh, yeah? really uh, well, a really good. You had a good day of picks last night, and uh, I got frustrated because you. You were – I agreed with you on Texas A&M. I just wasn't willing to put any cash on the line with that. So props on that one. You hit Marquette plus five and a half. They won outright at Creighton. That one was easy. That one was – that that was a good one. In fact, I put – you see, I upped my bet on A&M, t- Tennessee. To 50. I should, I should have done that on the Marquette. In fact, in my mind, I did it on Marquette too. I just never put it in there. <laughs> Um, I, I'm embarrassed that I was, I, I was the only person in America watching the final minute of ECU Tulsa, which took about 15 <laughs> minutes. It was because it was like ECU would make two free and there it was minus one and a half, two different times. They made two free throws up one to go up three and then fouled so that they, the game wasn't tied. It ended up a two-point game because they missed a free throw, and Tulsa couldn't get a shot off at the end. That one was that one was a, a, a I would say an unlikely cover that I didn't think I was going to get. Arkansas beat Georgia by a million. I should have put more on that. The Texas Tech Oklahoma over missed by a half a point because Oklahoma missed a shot at the end of the game when no one was playing defense. It was like a wide open shot they missed that would have gone over at the end. Uh, you got the Miami Virginia Tech game right. 
Miami is now, I want to make sure I'm right in saying this. Miami is, I believe, getting a little bit closer in the Ken Palm type numbers to Virginia. Virginia had paced themselves ahead of the pack in the ACC. Miami is now pushing uh, Virginia for supremacy in the league just as the best team. I thought they played really well last night. You want to talk about some good shot making. Isaiah Wong and Nigel Pack made some tough shots. Not just like crowd game pressure, but like the defense is there and they're stepping back with a double crossover move and draining off-balance threes. If you can do that, it doesn't matter how you defend, really. You're, you're going to have a chance to win in every single tournament game that you play. Miami, uh, with that win last night, by the way, jumps up as a, into a quad one territory. So, uh, like, if Cle- like that game with Clemson is now quad one because they moved up from 31 to 27 last night. Speaking of that, uh, Tim Bray pointed out the South Carolina loss in game two of the year. They are about to play Alabama and Tennessee after they, regardless of the outcome, they're going to move into what would be a quad three. So one of those quad four losses is coming off the books for Clemson. That's doesn't matter. Doesn't matter the outcome. That's right. That's going to be, that'll be helpful. Unless they lose by a million, which. Well, that's true. Because remember, we, we kind of said the same thing about. they're, They're at like 240 in the net, something like that. That's true. They have to go up. Well, and if you look at the net rating, Alabama is two and Tennessee is three. So it's not like they're negligibly high or anything like that. They're literally top four teams. I want to come back to that first in a second. But on the Miami-Virginia Tech game, I watched a good bit of that one. Was also watching the A&M and the Tennessee game. Both good team, good games. Um, that My takeaway with Miami last night was that it was just sort of business-like. And Virginia Tech played very well, Quok. I agree. They played very well and lost by six at home. Um, Tech had a better field goal percentage, a better three-point shooting percentage. Rebounds were similar. They had a much better assist, uh, number of assists, 16 to 10 in the game. The turnovers were basically equal. The blocks were equal. Fouls were pretty equal. But Miami was just so efficient in scoring when they needed to score, I guess is the best way to say that. It would have been easy, easy to lose that game last night, and they trailed for good good portions of it. But in the end, they just kind of turn it on. Uh, I think they do. Miami will kind of give you a false sense of security, like you think you're in the game, and then realize that a couple of those guys – uh, Pack and Wong and Miller, they they have another gear that you don't realize they have. The more I watch Miami, the more impressed I am with that team. And you know what? they? I think they're a team that had a reputation a month ago as being a team that didn't really want to guard, and they were kind of like preserving mm-hmm. their energy for the offensive end. And I think that can be true sometimes, but they, they have another gear. Last night, I thought in particular – and you can look at the stat sheet. It doesn't lie. Norchad Omir had 17 and 14. He had six offensive rebounds. Jordan Miller had 11 and nine with three assists and no turnovers. Those are two guys that Virginia Tech really does not have an answer for in terms of length and physicality. 
Virginia Tech is a smaller team, almost by design. That's what Mike Young does. All mm-hmm. of his teams are a little bit undersized. But, like, physically, but, Justin Mutz, at the end of the game, Justin Mutz was, like, peeling himself off the floor. Yeah, but nobody's smaller than Miami. Well, that now that's true. That's, I, I would agree with that, especially at the guards. Uh, I mean, and Omir for Miami, he's 6'7", and is is playing the the four and the five at one time <laughs> at yeah. six seven and he had 14 rebounds last night um i mean when you when you run all those guards out there you know the guards have to rebound well too and miller is you know he he's listed as a guard but he's sort of the hunter tyson of that team yes you know does a little bit of everything i mean Again, I'm. I, I that was an impressive, impressive win for Miami last night. I was uh, so I was upset about that, but again, when I took Virginia Tech, I I figured they play about the way they did, and Miami just flat out impressed me last night. Other games of note, uh, I did stay up until Air Force and Fresno State was final. Again, I hate myself for doing that to myself. I'm sure you went to bed before the uh, San Diego State Colorado State game that tipped at eleven. I did, but it's the first thing I looked at on my phone when I woke up this morning because I played that game fully expecting uh, San Diego State to destroy them, and they did. Wasn't ever a game. They did. That was uh, that was a, that was very good. I have three picks uh, for tonight. Just three. That's all. And I followed one of my uh, rules. Again, I feel good about my process. I w- I ended up four and four last night, but I I uh, totaled five dollars. So I, I I had a winning I had a winning night. What was I last night? I, uh, you were uh, oh I, you were very good. You were four and one and you won a hundred dollars. Mm, okay. So very very good, very very good. Four and one, that good. Four and one. Okay. That's again very very good. <laughs> Much better than I've done it on basketball picks this year. Here here are my uh, here are my three picks for tonight. Uh, UConn is laying seven and a half at home against Providence. In much the same way that you felt about the Marquette-Creighton game, I feel this way about the Providence-UConn game. These are even teams. Providence beat UConn by like 13 already once at home. UConn's playing a little better, but so is Providence right now. Seven and a half is way too many points. So that's pick number one is Providence plus seven and a half. Pick number two. Oh, yeah, we can get Reggie that's on this. Pick. That's a pick. Pick number two is... I. I've kind of forgotten about Kentucky, just left them for dead over there. And make no mistake, they're still not consistent. Uh, They already played Florida, beat them by five. Oscar Shibway in that game was two for 14 from the floor, Ben. You think Oscar Shibway is going two for 14 again from the floor? For a guy who shoots basically layups and dunks? I don't think so. So I'm going Kentucky minus two and a half at Florida. I think they win by double figures against Florida because Castleton went off and Shibway was just an abomination. That ain't happening again. That's a pick. That's a pick. And then I found a new South Carolina. I found a new Cal. I found a new Louisville. Her name is Minnesota. Minnesota's a dreadful mess. And you know who's not a dreadful mess when they play in their building? Maryland. Maryland, in their last four games as a double-digit favorite at home, has covered. And don't look now. They're a 15.5-point favorite against a Minnesota team that quit before the season started. Maryland minus 15.5. It could be 25.5, 35.5. I would believe Vegas on this one, that Maryland's going to win by more than that. So that is pick number three. That's a pick. That's a pick. Oh. Oh. 
I haven't seen anything that I like tonight. Uh, we'll go over the ACC slate. I don't like any of the lines. I don't. Uh, they all uh, smell terrible. Every, uh, I w- I looked at the top twenty-five. I looked at the SEC. I didn't see anything I liked. I do have a thought about the net, based off of something I heard Faxon and Mickey talking about this morning. So maybe we can hit on that on the other side. Let's do that. Hour one continues. Six five four. Roy, you want to join us on the phones or on the Adams Covering text line? We'll be back after this. Did you know you can recycle used cooking oil? One gallon converted into biodiesel fuel reduces greenhouse gas emissions up to 87% when compared with petroleum diesel. Recycle your used cooking oil at a designated Anderson County Residential Waste and Recycling Center. Do your part to fuel our future. Recycle your used cooking oil. Call 260-1001 or go to andersoncountyfc.org from the Anderson County Solid Waste Division. This President's Day, the Pendleton Tire Company and BF Goodrich want you to know the right tires will take you places a map never could. Save up to $110 when you purchase four passenger or light truck tires totaling $800 or more. Or get $50 when you spend less than $850. Offer valid February 15th through February 22nd, 2023. See Joey or Zach at the Pendleton Tire Company for complete details. Void where prohibited. Since 1917, Harbin Lumber Company has been a top lumber and building supplier in the industry. Their number one asset is their employees, people who are dedicated to providing quality building products and contractor services. People just like you, working to grow and be a part of the community. From construction projects to large remodeling jobs, see the hardworking folks people have entrusted for nearly 100 years. Harbin Lumber Company, serving South Carolina, Georgia, and North Carolina, and online at harbinlumber.com. What's under your home can get into your home. A sealed crawl space keeps out moisture, mold, and pests. Canty Foundation Specialist is your local trusted expert in crawl space sealing. Call us today for your free estimate. Canty can fix it. Call the local experts for a free estimate. Call Canty Foundation Specialist at 864-403-5263 and ask about transferable warranties and available financing. That's 864-403-5263 or online at cantycanfixit.com. Mattress shopping? Look no further than Engineered Sleep. Visit their showroom in Greenville and try the ES Duo. This two-piece hybrid mattress is their most popular seller. If it's in stock, pick it up the same day or schedule a delivery. Setup is free. Plus, they take away your old mattress. Manufactured mattresses in Greenville for 90 years. Call 866-244-0898 or go to engineeredsleep.com. Save up to $600 and get two free pillows with code WCCP. Better sleep. Rest assured. Rely on the pros in EnviroMulch for all your outdoor needs. They have an assortment of mulch, riverstone, dirt, sand, gravel, straw, and much more. Choose EnviroMulch. Make your yard look amazing during the colder months ahead. Order at EnviroMulchOnline.com. Go Tigers! 2008 was an incredible year for me and my family. Not only was it the year that I became head coach at Clemson, but it was also the year that I found the only dealership I need for sales and service. Toyota of Easley is my kind of place. If you are considering the purchase of a new or used vehicle or need your current vehicle serviced or repaired, then I encourage you to go see the winning team at Toyota of Easley. Be sure and tell them Dabo sent you. 
Needing to rent a mini excavator like a Bobcat E32, a skid steer, or wood chipper? Or maybe a smaller tool like a pressure washer, jackhammer, or compactor? McNeely Store and Rental has got you covered. Clemson alumni-owned renting equipment and selling materials for more than 30 years. We also sell septic materials, ADS drainage products, concrete boxes, real stone veneers, and more. With two upstate South Carolina locations in Clemson and West Union, McNeelyStoreandRental.com. Or call Matt for a quote today, 828-553-4338. It's time to lighten up the mood and update your sock collection with Clemson Sock Shop. Our socks are conversation starters, make great gifts, and enhance any outfit. We have exclusive Clemson socks, socks with your favorite sports team, witty puns, and more. Do you love popcorn? How about 80s and 90s nostalgia? SpongeBob? We have a sock for that and so much more. Shop local at Clemson Sock Shop Tuesday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturdays until 4 inside Newtique Boutique on Pendleton Square. Buy five, get one free. Clemson Sock Shop. It's fun fashion for your feet. Still overpaying for a razor? In this economy? Gross. At Dollar Shave Club, you can get a top-shelf shave at a regular shelf price. We've been hawking shaving products for years online, and we're excited to bring you the same great quality and low prices at a store near you. From high-quality stainless steel blades to super smooth shave creams, Dollar Shave Club's in the business of making your shave easier. Find Dollar Shave Club in the men's razor aisle. Getting your Dollar Shave Club razor wherever you want. Isn't that great? Want a fast-paced sports talk show with lots of college football? I feel the need, the need for speed. Ow! Then keep up with Quawk and Ben on Out of Bounds. Weekdays, noon to 3 on 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Ben Milstead on a spring afternoon? Sure. Question mark? I'll say that. Any upstate? 654-ROAR is the number. All right. uh, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on the net that you teased us before we went out to break. Yeah, Faxon was talking about Duke's resume versus Clemson's resume this morning. And he's making a compelling argument about... How where they are in the net and how different or the lack of uh, the similarities in their schedule. Wake Forest, uh, Wake Forest, Duke is currently twenty nine in the net. Clemson fell to eighty second in the net. You would think those two teams, schedule wise and win loss wise, et cetera, would be just in different on different planets, but they're not yet. There's, uh, you know, 50 spots between the two, which just doesn't make a lot of sense. When you look at what the real differences are though, Duke played a tough non-conference, but they didn't win the games. You beat, they did beat Xavier. That's a good win. That's still a a good win. win. Uh, Xavier, 34 in the net. But they lost to Purdue. They lost to Kansas. Uh, had a pretty good a good win over Iowa. But you would think, you would think those two losses 
would just destroy you. But because Purdue is five in the net and Kansas is in, is six in the net, if you I, I won't get into the weeds of this too deep, but pull up those two schedules, and that's what jumps off the page, those two games that they lost. And I got to thinking, you know, Clemson and many teams like Clemson, when you schedule your non-conference, you're looking for teams that are probably going to win, you know, those uh, what fans call the gimme games, but they're gimmies against teams that you think are are going to win their conference. Like, you thought Loyola Maryland was going to win their conference. Uh, they're probably going to get booted out of their conference. They're so bad. Uh, Bellarmine, same thing. They are – you kind of gambled on those teams being better than they were, and you gambled and lost in this case. My point is – so I wonder if you are going to see teams – start instead of looking for a an undefeated non-conference schedule or you know losing one in the non-conference are you going to start scheduling tougher because i'm telling you the net will reward you for losing to a to a good team and they will penalize you from beating a bad team think Correct. think about that like a win over a bad team hurts you in the way the net is set up. Losing to Kansas, if Clemson would have lost to Kansas in the non-conference, they'd be 15 spots higher in the net right now. Correct. Does that, I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Like, play a tough game and lose it. So I wonder if you start looking at that in scheduling and maybe you, instead of trying to find – USC upstates and Bellarmines and teams like that, you don't look for a, a couple of top 10 net teams. It's true. Uh, you know, a couple things on this. I think it's a, I think it's a great point. The, the one inherent weakness I have, and I, I don't know a way around this, other than you would have to get like way in the weeds of every single team, which I don't think is realistic. I have argued for years that the difference between 185 and 345 in the net is basically zero. If you're trying to say, I'm an at-large team, we are an at-large team to go to the tournament, the difference between 185 and 345 is win versus win. Now, I understand Clemson has some bad losses. I I would also argue that in this bubble this year, where you have a team in North Carolina, and I understand that, that uh, that name matters a little bit. You have a team in North Carolina who was on the bubble with zero quad one wins on February 22nd, like not a single one. Clemson has three. North Carolina has zero. Duke has three. North Carolina, zero. Still in contention. Why? Because for the 93rd consecutive year, the bubble's pretty weak. We yeah. always say the bubble's weak, and it, it's always weak. You know, and Duke Travis points out, and he's correct, Duke's losses are against better teams than what Clemson's losses are. That's yeah, you're you're right, and that's kind of my point. That's the difference. It's okay in this if we're going to continue to use the net. It's okay to lose the non-conference as long as it's to a good team. And there's something about that that just doesn't sound right. Uh, and the you look at the quad fours. I mean, Clemson's eight and three in quad fours, three and three in quad one. Duke is 10-0 and 0 in quad four. 
but three and six in quad one. Exactly what uh, Duke Tra- Travis Duke Travis is talking about. Those three quad four, they don't have the three quad four losses. They have three quad one losses. So that's what we're that's what we're judging teams off of right now. How good your loss is. It's it's true, and I I don't like that personally. Again, I I don't love. In fact, I listened to Jay Billis call the Indiana Michigan State game. I thought he did a great job. I don't always love him calling games because he gets a little bit ref happy. I think his approach to selections is very good in terms of the tournament. Mm-hmm. And he says, I don't care who you lost to. Now, at a certain point, you got a resume like Clemson's. What? You better have beaten a lot of people. He doesn't, but the net does. That's right. He says, I don't care who you lost to. I want to know who did you beat. Mm-hmm. And that would be relevant in this discussion where he doesn't want to see somebody say, well, look at how many teams we played and lost to. Who cares? Because ideally you would fill a tournament bracket out, especially in an at-large situation, with teams who you felt could win their game because they'd shown that they could win that game over an NCAA tournament caliber team at multiple points across the year. Well, one one of Duke's losses is to Clemson. That's right. You know, that's and I know the net is not trying to it's not a person trying to make it all make sense there just shouldn't be 50 spots between those two in the net no i mean i guess that's my overall point and and again it's duke's got better losses than clemson does isn't that what we say sometimes in the college football playoff committee and it drives us all crazy yeah. You know, like, well, you know, Alabama's loss was better than what uh, LSU's loss was. And we all lose our minds. But that's exactly what's happening in college basketball right now. Exactly what's happening. When you look at Dukes, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to strictly go to uh, the non-conference part of this. When you look at Dukes' non-conference, they do, I mean, honestly, the, the one thing that Clemson could have helped itself with in the non-conference that I thought at the time it gave them a chance at a win, but it was going to hurt them in the long run, is that they lost to Iowa in that first game down in Florida at Thanksgiving because the difference in putting Cal on your resume and TCU on your resume is how many spots? Oh, where, where TCU's. Where are they right now in the net? I mean, TCU... Cal's 300. TC, right. Cal, I mean, Cal's an abomination. Cal is as bad as, as Louisville. And see, that kind of illustrates my point. Beating Cal hurts you. Losing to TCU in that situation would have helped you. TCU that, is that now... That is crazy. They're 22 in the net. 22. Oh, so Clemson's 15, 20 spots higher if they would have just lost to TCU instead of beating California. Well, and it, it's also, we know that a school like Clemson is operating differently than Duke because Nike is going to go, hey, let's put Duke in all of our very prestigious events. And ESPN's going, let's put Duke on TV. And so people are like, well, Clemson should have just scheduled harder. Well, then tell that to Nike who set up the Phil Knight Invitational and also has a contract with Clemson. And tell that to whoever puts whatever neutral site games together that other teams need a bite at the apple. Otherwise, we can't use that argument. And I get it. I mean, Kansas-Clemson is not the same as Kansas-Duke for television ratings. I totally get that. And so the State Farm Champions Classic, where those two faced off. 
you're not going to have that same opportunity. You're not going to have the same opportunity to play in the Phil Knight Legacy or the Jimmy V Classic. You're just not. Uh, but if you're not, to your point, if you're not going to have that opportunity and and it is completely out of your control in terms of rank, scheduling a game against a, a, a top 20 net team, is it completely fair to be that be held against you? I, I don't I don't think it's completely fair, but I also I'm also sympathetic to the job that a, a tournament committee member mm-hmm. has to do and how it's just not possible to parse that closely every single team right. that you're going through. Because at some point we have to try to rank these teams on some sort of playing field. Yeah, and just to be clear. I'm not saying I'm tr- not trying to make the case that Clemson's resume is better than Duke's right now. Uh, in the conference, it is, and head to head, it is. But the overall body, you know, I I'm not so sure Duke shouldn't be at least on the bubble. But I, I get that they are in a better spot than Clemson right now. I, I get that. I agree with that. It's just. You look at the two, and we have the benefit of knowing they play head-to-head, and then you say they are 53 spots different at the moment. That they're, <laughs> that makes no sense on any level. It doesn't make a lot of sense. If they're 10 spots different, I can buy that. Now, again, if you, if, you, if you look at Clemson in the non-conference, okay, you look at Clemson in the non-conference, their non-conference resume right now They've got seven games that they played that were quad four. They've got one game quad one, one game quad two. Duke played four quad one games in the non-conference. Duke has played three more quad one games in Clemson overall. And in fact, they haven't won any more quad one games than Clemson has. They're three and six, and Clemson's three and three. That's why I say you take Clemson's three losses in quad four and move them and for Duke, you just move them to quad one. That's right. The losses are better. That's right. And how you how you figure out how to measure that is an, is almost impossible. It's almost an impossible task. It, it is it is going to be difficult for Clemson without, and it was always going to be difficult for Clemson, knowing what we know now, to overcome a strength of schedule that at the moment in the non conference was ranked is ranked three hundred forty fourth. And I know, and you know, and everybody that's being intellectually honest knows that what I'm saying is true, that you should beat number 180 and you should beat number 340, and the difference is not great. But if you stack a bunch of teams that are like 340 instead of teams that are like 180 in your quad four games, like Clemson was stacking teams in the high 200s and in the 300s, and Duke was stacking teams in the high 180s and low 200s, there's going to be a difference there. And again, you just can't trust the committee to be able to parse all that. Hour one is in the books. Hour two, we've got more of this conversation next. WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the Roar. Save up to 50% on a hot tub or swim spa at the Hot Tub and Swim Spa Blowout Expo this weekend at the Garrison Expo Center at Clemson University. Browse the largest display of hot tubs.